This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Matt George uh, making a grand entrance here uh, on the show as he regularly does. Of course, Matt George. Host of the Locked On Kings podcast, does great work over uh, at ABC 10 as well. And Matt, like many, uh, are feeling uh, the Sacramento Kings uh, being in the two spot. You know, we're having all of this fun with this. And the fact is, Matt, yo, this is a tough game tonight uh, for Sacramento with two really, really good ascending teams in their respective conferences. Oh, I mean, finally, the NBA and TNT got something right by by making this uh, th- this flex. I mean, it, it makes absolute sense with the ascension of these two teams. It's a shame that it took the Kings scoring 176 points in a game for them to realize that this team is entertaining and people outside of the respective cities playing want to actually pay attention and watch. But they made the right decision, and Sacramento is going to make them look even smarter by, regardless of the results of the game tonight, like Golden One Center is going to pop off. Like, we know it. They've... Uh, 18,111 has been the number consistently that they've had, which is essentially their sellout and then some including standing room only. If that number can be bigger, it's going to be bigger tonight. If it can't, it's going to be 18,111. And look, we saw what happened the last time a New York team, sorry, Kenny, last time a New York team came to Sacramento, didn't aim too well for them. So I expect the same thing. No, I don't expect the same thing, but I expect a good environment. I expect fun. And this is another opportunity for the Sacramento Kings to Remind everybody that they're not in the two seed because of a fluke. They're not in the two seed because of injury luck. They're not in the two seed because the Lakers helped them out or John Morant decided to be an idiot or Luka Doncic and the rest of the Western Conference is falling apart, including Kevin Durant. They're in the two seed because they've busted their ass all season. They put themselves in this position, and it's not their fault if everybody else starts to slide or whatever happens to other teams, that don't matter because the Sacramento Kings are doing what they can do, which is controlling their uh, future by going seven and one since the all-star break Mm. during a period of time where Kings fans and everybody was thinking that the lack of experience was going to be what tore this team down. They're overcoming that. And then some, I think tonight is going to be electric. I think this team, I talked about it after the break, I guess it was. And Terrence Davis, and they were talking about. Yeah, I expect Terrence Davis to go for forty-one tonight. I don't <laughs> know about y'all, but he was talking about how he was thinking about it all break, yeah. about like breaking the curse. Yeah, I think I think this team, man, they are they are. I don't want to say always, but I think a lot of the time they are ready for the moment. They understand the moments. They are ready for the moment. Last time they were on TNT, they showed up and showed out. This this game right here tonight. Talk about the drought and all this other stuff and how I thought they were going to come out of the break and they've come out just as good. They're going to be ready for the moment. Ready for the moment. I think they're going to ball out tonight. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think the game against the Brooklyn Nets was, and I said on that particular night, I don't think it mattered who their opponent was that night. I think the Sacramento Kings took that floor looking to prove a point 
looking to say, hey, we belong on this stage. Our 0-4 start doesn't uh, isn't a, a proper reflection of who we are. And the 16-year playoff drought doesn't define this team. Like, this mm. team is different. I hope they stay, They take the floor tonight almost with the same mindset. Yeah, we're the number two seed. Yeah, we deserve to be here, but y'all still aren't giving us the respect we deserve. We're going to be on national television a lot more when it comes to the NBA playoffs starting uh, in, a, in a month. But as for right now, you, we're still having to pull teeth to get you to get us this recognition. So now that we have it, we're going to remind you again why we should have it more. I expect that mindset from the Sacramento Kings tonight. I don't think they should be afraid of anybody. I think they should look at the New York Knicks with a lot of respect, like they're looking in the mirror and say, we like what you're doing, but you're on our turf and we have a point to prove. I know the Knicks are going to be pissed off because they just got their streak snapped. I would have rather the Knicks come in here with that streak so we could have seen, uh, or that could have just added to the storyline. Either way, I expect a, a war and I expect it to be exciting. I expect it to be fun. And I think it's fair to say I expect the Kings to come out on top. Uh, yeah, it's going to be something for sure. You've mentioned a couple of times, you, you you mentioned with us, and of course as an avid listener of Locked on Kings podcast, I know that this has been a uh, discussion that you had over there as well, and you kind of mentioned that Kings aren't in this position because of injury luck. And one, couldn't agree more. Two, uh, Alan Hahn of ESPN New York joined us earlier and pointed out, you know, New York has been healthy too. Like, New York doesn't load manage. New York plays Julius Randle, has played every game this season. Uh, and I think that's one of the really unique components about this matchup and, and these two teams is that they have guys who have been busting their ass and grinding all year. Every game that they're available to play, uh, they're going out there and playing. I think there's a lot of similarities between these two teams tonight. There are definitely a lot of similarities, but going back to the injury luck thing, like I, I find that just incredibly disrespectful and disingenuous to, mm. to talk about, to undermine what a team is doing just because they've stayed healthier. First off, that should be more of a credit to the training staff and to the organization than it should be a hindrance, not to mention if you actually pay attention to what the Sacramento Kings are going through, you have your three-time All-Star center playing through a fractured thumb, mm. a narrative that he turned off within two games. Like we were always talking, we were talking nonstop. Look at the thumb. It's wrapped. Oh my God. Two games later, no one cared. And he still has that thumb wrapped. He's still playing through that injury, but nobody talks about it anymore because he played through it. De'Aaron Fox had to literally be told not to play against New Orleans. That was Mike Brown's decision, not De'Aaron's. And De'Aaron's been playing banged up all season with his wrist injury, with the hamstring injury he's dealing with right now. You've had guys play through injuries all season long, really only sitting out when the training staff or when the coaches are making that decision for them. So how are we holding that against the Sacramento Kings? You know, you know how big of a fan I am of James, but he said earlier uh, this week on, on your guys' show, he said, I think the only difference between where the Kings are at and the New Orleans Pelicans and Minnesota Timberwolves is that the Kings haven't been healthy. Or I'm sorry, the Kings have been healthy and those two teams haven't. I find that disrespectful to the Sacramento Kings and what they've done. I know he didn't mean it that way, but I think that's underselling and undermining what the Kings have done. You, I, I believe if Zion, William, uh, Zion Williamson and, and uh, De'Aaron Fox were completely healthy the other night, the Kings still would have beat the New Orleans Pelicans by 20 because the Kings are the better team. Mm-hmm. Like The Minnesota Timberwolves beat the Sacramento Kings. Fair play to them. Anthony Edwards um, is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the Sacramento Kings are a better team. Uh, than the Minnesota Timberwolves, and they've proven it throughout the course of the season. You can have bad matchups, but the Kings are still in a position that they deserve to be in, not because they've stayed healthy and everybody else hasn't, because they've beaten everybody else, because they're the best team on the road in the Western Conference. Let's start focusing on that and focusing on what this team does right instead of working as hard as national and some local media are, are working to find negativity 
about this team. You don't have to work that hard. Well, to be fair to James, um, I, I, I think more the, the discussion was more like look around the league. Obviously, it's magnified today more so than it was a few days ago. But you, you, you look around and you've had you know the, the conversations about Kawhi Leonard being in and out of the season. You've had Kevin Durant already miss a chunk of time, likely to miss another chunk of time. You have, the, the conversation was more just Carl uh, Anthony Towns has been out. Brandon Ingram has been out. Zion Williamson has been out. I think it was more along the lines of, God, look at all of these injuries that have happened across the league and less, oh, the Kings are only here because of this, only here because they stayed healthy. Health is a big part of it. And what Kenny and I have been saying for months or at least a month, don't apologize for being healthy. Right. That's not something you have to apologize for. It's it's not our fault that the team stayed healthy. And by the way, healthy includes one of your best players playing with a broken freaking hand. Mm. So well, I, and you know, I I, I I I think full context is 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 important to that. No, I I understand that, and I hear that completely. I knew the chatty house was going to do this, so I shouldn't have to preface it by saying, but I will preface it by saying I have nothing but the utmost respect for James. Again, I don't think he was trying to undermine what the Sacramento Kings are doing. I just took issue with what he and others have said over the course of the season, which is it's the health that's leading to this more than what the Sacramento Kings are doing on the floor. Now, I don't know but if But that's James... important, though. Like that, We can't pretend like that. It, like them being healthy isn't important it, in the equation. It's well, very absolutely, important. Absolutely. It's very important, but it's also assuming that if everybody's healthy, the Kings can't compete. Exactly. And I don't think that's fair either. Like, if New Orleans stayed healthy the whole time and the Kings stayed healthy too, I think, I think the Kings could play with them, could beat them. You know, like it's the same thing I talk about when people talk about the schedule. Like, oh, man, schedule's brutal. Well, the Kings are on their schedule too. <laughs> like the Kings ain't no pushover. The The Suns' schedule is brutal because the Kings is on there. The Clippers' schedule is brutal to finish because the Kings are on there. And there's, there's a thought that the Kings are like kind of just like getting by – because they're healthy or whatever, and and, and final twenty five games of the season playoffs. When things really ramp up, they won't be able to compete. And I don't know what they need to do outside of. So let's let's wins. do this. Let's let's let let's do this. It, James is here tomorrow. Like let's not talk about what James meant or what I'm we think James, James means. Like if 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 we're talking about health and all that, and that that was the catalyst of this whole conversation. Let's all do it when we're together. No, we're I'm able not, to do that. I, that's fine. I'm not even together. talking about James though. I'm just saying in general cuz I read read or listen to a lot of people all over the place and it's kind of like what you mentioned yesterday. They look at it as like a cute little story or whatever, but if, you know, um Paul George and Kawhi step up, they won't be able to compete and all this other stuff. And I don't understand why that's the case. I mean, maybe they're just going purely off history well I think we talked about this the other day I think part of it is the offense true, I think people true, and and, true, and Matt true. we part of the reason I think there's this perception is people think the offense is cute oh it's cute look at all those they ain't gonna be able to do that in the playoffs there's zero history that says that's the case mm-hmm. but I think people find teams I think it's why people they the national media it's why mm-hmm. they take the New York Knicks more seriously than they do the Kings two really good offenses but the Knicks are better defensively I don't think people, Matt, I don't think people take the Kings offense seriously. 
Oh, I, I think that's fair too. And again, I, I, I wouldn't have brought up James if I knew the direction that it was going to go in as if James is like the catalyst of this negativity. He's absolutely oh, not. Oh, James like is Captain Negative. They ain't going around that. No, 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 no. James is Captain Negative. We tell No, but this is day. a narrative. The, the the King's health and their luck to be in the position that they're in has been a a, a topic of conversation throughout the year on the national scene. You now it's, oh man, they, I mean, the Kings are lucky that John Morant made a, a stupid decision and the Grizzlies are falling apart. Oh, now the Kings are lucky because Kevin Durant might be out the two times they face. That's not that's not the king's Matt, problem. That's Matt, not the king's I, I don't problem. mean to cut you off. You hear it a lot, from, and maybe this is where I'm hearing it from. You hear it a lot from Lakers fans. Lakers fans are, oh, oh if we, we even if we had the health of of the Kings, then stop. Oh, stop. Whoa, 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 stop. But but it, <laughs> stop. Well, we, we ain't even discussing what Lakers fans are talking about. Sit down and shut up. <laughs> you ain't you ain't even got a seat at the table. Sit down and shut up. Go enjoy Jared <laughs> Vanderbilt and keep your mouth shut. Jesus. <laughs> and you know what? This, this is why Twitter is stupid. Because when we say we hear this, we see this. This comes from Twitter. We need to stop it. We, we, we need to go back to ignoring people on Twitter. Unfortunately, I've heard it a lot from ESPN national analysts, well, too, that are not trying to pro- walk probably, back. Probably best to ignore, ignore some of them, too. Yeah. It, it is what it is. Look, regardless, Lakers. I just I, I I don't like the idea of the Sacramento Kings being disrespected, saying that they've just stayed healthy. When if you actually pay attention, you see the amount of guys that are playing through injuries and don't need load management days and don't yeah. need to only play sixty five games a year because they need to gear yeah. up for the playoffs. I know the Sacramento Kings have never been in that position to gear up for the playoffs in the history of De'Aaron Fox's career, but he ain't taking nights off, and he damn well knows that once they make the playoffs, he's going to be playing forty minutes a night. He don't care. He's trying to win right now. So I don't I, like when Kawhi Leonard didn't play when the Kings beat the Clippers in Sacramento. So freaking what? That's that's Kawhi's choice. That's the, the Clippers choice. That's not the Kings problem. And Kawhi Leonard did play in Los Angeles and the Kings still kicked their ass in Los Angeles. And yes, a one point win, 176 to 175 considered to me kick ass. Two one point wins. Kick their ass twice. That's absolutely one point, 10 Back-handed points. Backhanded them boys. <laughs> I think, <laughs> don't matter. I, I think the final score might have been like. 302 to 300 or something <laughs> that that was always that always cracked me up when i said that about uh <laughs> the niners beating the cowboys backhanded their asses yeah <laughs> they didn't like that <laughs> you're a child when it comes to that damn team i swear backhanded them clippers boys smacked them boys around i swear <laughs> you know De'Aaron didn't play in the pelicans game and one thing that we were excited to see is a second straight start for Davion playing really well uh Davion has had some high moments this year he's had some low moments this year uh, but the fact that he has stepped in for De'Aaron Fox the 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 last two times De'Aaron was out that may catapult him a, l- a little bit further to get more comfortable uh, back in his normal position in that reserve role tonight I think I mean I think Davion deserves a whole lot of credit and I think you and I discussed this on Locked on Kings D'Lo, but it seems like Davion is playing his game. It seems like he's not coming in and trying to be more than what he is. He's recognizing the talent that around him. First off, I think it's phenomenal the Sacramento Kings can go into a game without their leading score, their 25-point-per-game score, have Kevin Herter drop that 25 for them and still get six other players in double figures, even with De'Aaron Fox out. Like this Kings team, you go through their box scores, you see win after win after win of six or seven guys in double figures. 
Like, I know we've heard Keegan and Kevin and so many different guys say, yeah, we know we can score. But that's, I mean, it's getting to a point, it's special at this point to have a roster that th- that's this deep and capable of all scoring in double figures consistently, especially on a night where the guy that draws so much attention, because De'Aaron being out doesn't just mean you're losing 25 points per game. De'Aaron being out means you lose a presence on the court that opens up so, many, so much opportunity for everybody else. Plus, the Sacramento Kings won the minutes that both Fox because of injury and DeMontis Sabonis because of rotation were off the floor. That's significant. And Davion Mitchell had a, a, a massive part to play in that. When he hits his threes, he's fantastic. We know what he provides on the defensive end of the floor. The DPOG chain is basically made for him and he's making the smart plays. Plus like I give Kevin Herter a lot of credit, not just for how he scored, but he had eight assists in that game. Like this Kings team knows how to play together. They play together like, three years into the dubs dynasty like they look they look like now i'm not saying they're that good but i'm saying they play together like they they have confidence in each other and know where each other's going to be and the fact that they've been together for less than a calendar year and are playing like that makes you think okay they can even improve or at the very least what they're doing offensively is repeatable for years to come t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The um, the, the the Kings have, like you mentioned, ha- had a deep roster and guys that step up um, when guys are down or some guy isn't playing good, somebody steps in. I think nobody encapsulates that more than Trey Lyles and mm-hmm. what he's been able to pr- provide coming off the bench whether it's playing the backup four at one point, now it seems like he's the backup five, he gets in there and does whatever's needed at that time. I know, Matt, me and you, we've talked about this before, about the importance of having him back next year. But let's just say this year, we'll leave next year and future years out of it. This year, going into the playoffs, how value valuable is what he brings off the bench to the potential success of this team moving forward? Oh, I think it's massive. One, because as Mike Brown shrinks his rotation like I expect to happen in the playoffs, I think Trey Lyles is your backup five. I think Trey Lyles is the guy out there spacing the floor when DeMontis Sabonis is out of the game. That's number one. Uh, number two, like Trey Lyles has become a top three king for me because he's so damn consistent. He's so solid. He's making the right decisions. He's taking the challenges on. He's physical, crashing the glass and tries to get involved rebounding wise, even though he's undersized. We know he can shoot. He's good putting the ball on the floor and he's there for you every night. Now, that doesn't mean he's not going to have bad games and, and, and bad scoring nights from time to time like everybody else has, but you can pencil Trey Lyles in as not just consistent numbers, but you could pencil him as a consistent threat. 
And I think that's what's valuable off the bench is defenses have to respect Trey Lyles when he's on the floor, meaning who, whoever Trey is playing with, whether it's Malik Monk in the second unit or when he's out there with Fox and Sabonis at times, like he's out there on the perimeter. You have to keep an eye on where he's at because he can hurt you. I think Trey Lyles should be a day one or day two free agency uh, target for the Sacramento Kings mm. next year. I think locking him up quickly, it might not be the biggest firework move and it'll have a lot of people outside Sacramento going, okay. That's because they and don't pay might, attention. A hundred percent. And that's fine. Let them, let them and let other fan bases undermine what Trey Lyles has done. The Sacramento Kings got Trey Lyles for Marvin Bagley. How is that possible? And mm. when that trade happened, Dante DiVincenzo was the big guy that we were talking about. Trey Lyles has come in here, carved out an excellent role for himself, and he has my confidence when he needs to play important minutes, when he needs to be out there during during runs or with the second unit or even at times with the first unit, he can hold that spot down. That's everything and more that you can ask out of someone at that spot. I think Mike's having a rebounding talk today. He's done it publicly a couple of times with guys like Kevin Herter, um, Keegan. Thank you, Keegan Murray. Um, the, the, the Knicks rebound the ball well. And they were obliterated on the boards uh, when they played uh, back in December. I'm going to guess. I don't know. Matt, I think Mike might be having a rebounding talk with his guys before tonight's game. I certainly hope so. And I hope he and the rest of his coaching staff are in a room together trying to figure out what to do to just slow down Julius Randle. Because, boy, in his Knicks career, he cooks in Sacramento. Last time he was in Sac, I think he dropped over 40. Like, Julius Randle... Lo- he's like Anthony Edwards. He loves the nets. He loves the rims in Sacramento for some reason. It seems like a lot of teams, a lot of shooters love the rims and loves the net, love the nets in Sacramento with how they shoot in this building. But Julius Randall has demolished the Kings offensively. So now we know the Kings can score with anybody, but if you aren't too careful, especially if Jalen Brunson plays and the, the rest of this talented uh, Knicks roster, yeah, Julius Randall could go for 40, but you could have another couple right behind him in the twenties. And mm-hmm. then if you have, you're getting 80 points out of three guys, I don't care how much you're scoring. You're probably in a world of hurt. So I don't expect the Kings to stop Julius Randle. I don't expect the Kings to stop anybody. But I expect the Kings to keep it close, Do make him work as hard as possible, make everybody work as hard as possible, put yourself in a position in the fourth quarter and in the second half to have that defensive improvement that we've started to become accustomed to, and then ride your offense the rest of the way. Kings score 125 points tonight. I think they're in a really, really good spot to win this game. Yeah. But... I mean, Julius Randle, damn well in his, in, in his Sacramento, feels like he could score 125 on his own sometimes. No. 24-10-3 against the, against the Kings. Those are, those are uh, Julius's In the averages. game he got thrown out in. Well, they, 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 he, they, those are his averages. <laughs> oh, averages. One of those games does include yeah. a game he got thrown <laughs> out in. He's a problem. But, Matt, you mentioned it, and, and I completely agree. If, if the Knicks better be careful because if they get suckered into trying to like I always say, outscore the Kings. That's not it's not how you get them. That's not how you get them. So if we do get into the 125 or something, and I think uh, I think I heard this from James, like in the last seven games or something like that, the Kings are averaging like 130-something, averaging like 130, Lord. like something crazy. So they better bring Thibodeau and, and, and that Knicks team better bring their defensive back with them because if they think like we're just going to score because we can score too, we're going to score with the Kings. That ain't it. That's not it. They'll get you damn near every time. There have been two teams that have held the Kings under 100. The Knicks were one of them on the road. Now, if I remember correctly, one, De'Aaron Fox didn't play in that game. Correct. Which is a a, a big deal. A little uh, kind of important. 
Number two is, if I remember, that game was physical as all hell, and the officiating felt a little bit one-sided in that game in Madison Square Garden. I'm That's not blaming believe, the loss Matt. on that. That's hard to believe. But, uh, I mean, I this has nothing to do with the Kings, but, man, I was like like Fred Van Vliet when he went <laughs> off. Oh, boy, I was standing ovation in my house at 12 o'clock at night when I saw that. We all were. <laughs> so... God, uh, like, thank God for him. And I just hope it's a game where officiating always plays a factor. And for the most part, it's not as big of a factor as some make it out to be, or fans make it out to be, or sometimes the media makes it out to be. I just hope that's not, I want to see the best against the best, just a slugfest tonight. Like these two exciting up and coming teams, one with a defensive minded coach, well, both with defensive minded coaches, although Mike Brown has unlocked the best offense and, and or best offensive rating in league history right now. Let them go. Like, let them run at each other. Let them put on a show. Let them draw the attention that they deserve to both organizations and may the best one win. But if we start getting into the... If this game becomes kind of a grinded out, slow... Uh, I mean, even though the Kings can have success in the half-court style, but the Kings aren't getting stops and getting out in transition, it might be, might be a long night for Sacramento. But with the energy that I expect to be in that building and, and how the Kings expect to feed off of it, I'm expecting fireworks tonight. I'm expecting fun. The other team to hold the Kings under 100 was? Toronto. Indeed, Toronto. And I and that game still feels like a fluke upon flukes. Like, I understand Toronto did a good job defensively. I give them full credit, and they're a long team, and length and physicality the Kings have trouble with. They were but, fired up. Yeah, they were ready to go, and Sacramento couldn't hit water if they fell out of a boat in that game. So, That's And they've bad. proven from that point on that, like, there, there can be fluky performances like that. I remember after that night going, oh, God, did someone finally figure out the Kings is the blueprint out there? We haven't seen anything remotely close to that since. Yeah. So, And that includes the long road trip the Kings went on. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm not too worried about that. And, and two things about that that previous Knicks game. Held them under 100. Mm-hmm. They scored 99. That's right. <laughs> so that's right. That. Yep. And then like you guys it's under 100, though. Yeah, no, no De'Aaron Fox. Um, only 10, 10 of 39 from beyond the arc. Uh, 20 assists, I believe, was the number two. 20 assists, correct. Yeah. I was really concerned about the three-point shooting of the team going into the All-Star break. And the reason why is because we heard so many people talking about, hey, tired legs, tired legs. Like, that's what it is. And and I, I, I wanted to believe that that was true, but I was nervous that it, it wasn't, that we were putting all of our hope into that and they were going to come out and if they were still flat from three-point shoot. Well, those concerns are gone. Because since the All-Star break, uh, I mean, Tyler Lakes definitely had something to do with it. Because since the All-Star break, Sacramento has been shooting really, really well from three-point range as a team, too. Which is just another example, another reminder of how this team has shown an ability to correct mistakes or overcome slow patches of the season or or down parts of the season. And the fact that even during that rough uh, shooting stretch, they were still an over 500 team over that stretch suggests that, man, what can they do when everything's firing on all cylinders? And I still think we've yet to see that. Uh, I wanted to look this just because I really wanted to see it myself. The last seven games, Kings are averaging 133 points. But as I was looking at the game log, I was like, it seems like there's a lot of 130s like outside of that. Mm-hmm. I was able to stretch it to 12, mm-hmm. uh, which is the, the, the that's that starts following the loss to the Pacers and the loss to the Pelicans. Okay. In the 12 games since, 130.6 points per game. One. Is that good? It's not bad. Jeez. It's not bad. Boy, I mean, averaging one. <laughs> what was what was the number? Is it fifteen and two? When they, the amount of time yeah, with their record been sixteen and two. Sixteen and two yeah. when they score one hundred and thirty points or yeah. more. Yeah, that's crazy. 
Yeah. And I've been saying it, just score more and you'll win. Score more. Is that just one overtime game or is that two overtime games? Which, by the way, we've glossed over the fact that the Sacramento Kings are undefeated in overtime too. They they're 3-0 they're and in OT and two of them are on the road. Mm. Like, mm. again, that shows experience that, this, that we didn't think this team had. Well, the, the, the number one thing that stands out to me, Matt, when you know we you know because we're we often talk about and i and i think you know some of the stuff we were talking about earlier were like media narratives Mm -hmm. fan narratives twitter narratives for god's sakes laker narratives (laughs) but the thing to me that resonates most like hey this this none of that matters every single time i hear De'Aaron fox talk Mm. every time he's talking with a level of maturity i don't think in which he's talked before He's talking about like, you know, we 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 asked ourselves, we we've asked all, can they just keep scoring 130 points, 60 some odd games into the season? Yes, they can continue to score 130 points a game, or 100, and, you know, 18 points, or 120 points per game, or whatever the actual um, uh, 64 game number is. But every time De'Aaron Fox talks, it's with the highest level of confidence mm-hmm. that, starting with, yeah, I can get any shot I want to. Mm-hmm. It's leadership. Uh, yeah, it's like leadership. he yesterday, like uh I'm 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 sure you were with the Aaron yesterday, Matt. Kenny and I popped when we got the sound of uh wanna be healthy when we get to the playoffs. He mentioned the playoffs like three times in less than ninety seconds. Mm-hmm. And it's like De'Aaron knows the assignment. Mm-hmm. He's 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 locked in. He's leadership. ready. Yeah, he's a leader. No, he made that perfectly clear with how he was in Salt Lake City. Like uh, he some people thought he was diminishing the honor of being or of playing in the all-star game. That wasn't it at all. He was happy for the recognition. He's been wanting that his entire career. He got it and he enjoyed the recognition that came with, with being an all-star. But as soon as the game was over, he was asked, Hey, from this point on now, and he's like, nah, this is over. Like this fun, this is over with. It's, it's right back to work. And the cool confidence I think comes from two areas. One, De'Aaron knows that he can go where, get wherever he wants and score whenever he wants. Mm -hmm. And two, he knows that when he has to score, when he has to put the team on his back, he's fresh enough to do it because Monty McNair has surrounded him with a supporting cast that he can put complete faith in for three quarters if he has to. De'Aaron Fox can roll into the fourth quarter with 10 points, end the game with 30. It's not surprising to us anymore. And the Kings win, and he's rolling into the fourth quarter with 10 points, not because he's three of nine from the field. It's because he's four of five, and he just hasn't had to shoot that much. Right. And now, I mean, the only time you see De'Aaron Fox get frustrated because this is the most text he's ever had in his career is that he's not getting the whistles and not getting to the free throw line nearly as much as he's he, he's used to. Which, by the way, when he is getting to the free throw line, he's hitting his, a, a, at a, a highest clip of his career to this point. Plus, he's playing better defensively, too. Like The fact that De'Aaron Fox, for the first time in his career, and it's no disrespect to the player. He's played with good players over the course of his career here in Sacramento. It's no disrespect to them. But he can go into every single game, every single night, knowing that there's more than two guys that have his back that can carry him through if he ever struggles. And on top of that, he can sit on the bench against a team in the Western Conference playoff race like he did the other night and watch seven guys put up 20 points and his best friend has the fewest amount with 11 or something like that. Sorry, put up double digits. Uh, and 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 Malik Monk has the, the fewest with 11. Mm. So no wonder De'Aaron Fox has that confidence. Like yeah. He knows he can get anywhere and he knows his team can almost get anywhere too absolutely hey matt have a little fun with us real quick man we had a a guy from uh espn new york on the show to start the season alan hahn um to start the show start the show what i said we didn't talk to him to start the season that would have been weird (laughs) 
Is this a season <laughs> premiere? <laughs> we might do it next year. I don't know. Maybe we will. Maybe, maybe we will. Kings, Knicks, opening night. Alan Hahn back with us. Oh, well, uh, after the NBA Finals, when we're recapping the NBA Finals. Back. Good point. Run it back. Coming yeah. up soon. Um, but he asked us the question that we were kind of like not prepared for and never thought about. <laughs> and he was like, hey, you know, um, you guys are having such a great year out in New York. They're doing the same thing. And people are looking at it like this is the start of, you know, a run of like two, three, four years, like where they're going to be really good. And he's like, are you guys feeling the same way out here? And we're like, we haven't thought about next year, not once <laughs> or anything in the past. Have you have you thought about that at all? Like, is this the start of, you know, a little bit of a not run because I don't mean it in a championship way, but just That's a, a good run, run of yeah. good, you know, consistent playoff basketball. Have you thought about that at all? I've thought about it very little because I think there's, I mean, a lot needs to happen before I can even consider that. But I've thought about it from the sense that, okay, what the Sacramento Kings are doing this year, is this a Cinderella year? Is this an amazing run or is this repeatable? Like, can the Kings not only repeat what they're doing right, but build upon what they're doing wrong? So that's that's where I've paid a lot of attention to this season. And, and um, the answer is yes. Like, a lot of what they're doing right, they can, they can repeat. Plus, like, I think there's a whole other level to De'Aaron Fox we still haven't seen yet that's going to come out mm-hmm. in the playoffs, or hopefully will come out if he's the guy that the Kings think that he is. And for all everything he's proven this year, he is that guy. Mm-hmm. Like I and I think we're going to get a lot of context in these playoffs. So that's why I say I have no expectations for these playoffs. Now, I was having this conversation with Chris Biederman uh, from the Sacramento Bee at a Kings game, and he made some really good points. Like if the Kings roll into the opening round of the playoffs with home court advantage, regardless of their opponent, it's a disappointment if they lose that series. I understand. And I'm not saying that I wouldn't be disappointed if the Kings are a first-round exit. I would be very disappointed, and I, I think it's it's like a lock that the Kings will not be swept. Like, I feel very confident in that. You're not beating this team just four straight times. They've shown an ability to make an adjustment regardless of how different playoff basketball is. But to me, the context of these, however many games they play in the postseason, is going to tell us what Monty needs to do this offseason, and then is going to tell us what, can be built upon for next year. So is this supporting cast really as good as we think it is? Well, if they perform well in the playoffs, if De'Aaron Fox is is coming into the playoffs and he averages 35 points a game in the playoffs, but the Kings are a first-round exit, okay, well, we've seen De'Aaron can be there. We've seen Sabonis can be there. Maybe we need to upgrade the second uh, the second unit a little bit. Maybe defense really is that bad, and Monty needs to go hard on getting some wing depth. Maybe some guys perform so well. Harrison Barnes plays so well. It's like, okay, Monty, you have to go out and get this guy back. There's a lot of context we're missing for the future that I need before I think too far about that. But I'm also just trying to live in the moment and enjoy this incredible run that we're been, we've been on because this has been a season of dreams, not just for Kings fans, but for a media member that covers the team and talks about the team every single day. This is exactly what we've been asking for. Yeah. Uh, this from Sham Sharania. Kevin Durant is expected to be reevaluated in two weeks uh, with his left ankle sprain in return based on the rehab progress. Hmm. The reevaluation in two weeks. If he is cleared, that sets up nicely for his first game, March 24th, at the Golden One Center against the Sacramento Kings. Bring it. So if it's two weeks in a day, uh, the Kings will have uh, 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 two games with Phoenix with no Kevin Durant. By the way, they've already played Kevin Durant uh, list. Phoenix Suns teams twice. They've lost to both of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, KD, obviously unavailable for Saturday's game against the Sacramento Kings. Uh, and 
the plan looks like he may return uh, for the matchup the 24th uh, at the Golden One Center. Good. All good. I, mean, I welcome it. I want to see KD. Yeah. Get absolutely. your ass over here in Sacramento. Let me watch greatness. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be good. And, and, and I'll take KD out. Hey, look up. Look at that purple light shining in the sky. He's already seen it before. Oh, yeah. He, he saw it on national he TV. Had, he, 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 he had to podcast about it. <laughs> <laughs> that ass whooping was so bad, Kevin Durant had to podcast had about it. two episodes the whole year. <laughs> One when we was going to Phoenix and that after that King's let's, Day. Let's come back and talk about the ass whooping we got in Sacramento. <laughs> Let me tell you all about Shemezi Metu. Man. He told Eddie, he said, yo, you won't believe what I just saw, bro. I, I got to talk about what I just saw because – you couldn't guard these dudes. <laughs> I ain't never seen nothing like this. You couldn't guard them. That's amazing. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Um, I'm excited for tonight, man. Yeah. I can't lie. Remember, I'm excited for tonight. Remember I told people earlier, I'll say it again, you might want to leave a little earlier. It's going to be what you say, uh, Matt, like 18,100 or something like that. It's going to be filled to the brim, national TV, I would leave maybe 20 to 30 minutes earlier than you normally would for a 7 o'clock start because it's, it's, it's going to be popping out there. It's going to be nuts. It's going to be fantastic. Um, I mean, I would hope to see a, a scene outside of the Golden 1 Center in a buildup that suggests maybe a, a sneak preview to what the playoffs are going to be, although I, I don't think there's really much we could do to scratch the surface of how downtown is going to be for that first playoff game and for any playoff game that the Kings host. But, no, I expect the energy to be off the hook. But Sacramento always shows out for for um, national TV games when they get them. I mean, they, they always have because they recognize it's their – opportunity to send a reminder to the rest of the world hi we're not just a cow town with cowbells although we lean into that very very heavily Mm -hmm. and we're still here even if we haven't seen playoff basketball in nearly two decades we're still here and we never left um and i mean i think kings fans always relish the opportunity to remind other fan bases who are uninformed and take those cheap shots like how does sacramento still have an nba team in seattle doesn't I always take the opportunity to remind them this is why. This is why Stern believed in us. This is why David Stern walk is right outside of the, the arena uh, is because of this right here and what we're building. And and the Golden One Center's best basketball is right around the corner, which is extremely exciting. Uh, I feed off that energy and that love of Kings fans, man. And just to see the excitement, the buildup, the amount of people that were Kings fans when I was a kid who have started to reach out to me and send me texts and be like, man, is this team for real? Is, are they really going to do it? I'm like, yeah, start paying attention. Well, I got to get out to a game. Well, don't ask me for tickets. <laughs> like, yeah. that, That's pretty much how every conversation goes. Um, I, I love it. I love the city rallying behind it, and tonight's another opportunity for them to show it. Yes, One of my favorite things is when we're – I know I'm pretty sure the show is ending. Uh, when we're walking around the hallway and, man, you guys are doing a great job. You guys are killing it right now. Mm-hmm. This is easy. <laughs> we haven't worked in a in a full basketball year at this point. Like yeah. we're just sitting here talking Kings, man. What's more fun and easy than that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this it, it it it's just it's good for everybody uh, when the Kings are rolling the way that they are, man. And obviously, we hope uh, they continue to do that uh, tonight. And uh, it's going to be fun. Two really good uh, teams. The only thing that separates the Kings and the Knicks is one quick playoff run uh that the Knicks had uh, a couple of years ago mm-hmm. uh but the Kings were I mean excuse me the Knicks they were away from the playoffs for a long long time 
so seeing these two teams ascend right now uh, is fun. Great stuff as always, Matt. You know how much we appreciate you. Uh, Matty Oos, Matt George, Locked On Kings Podcast, uh, ABC10. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.